0: So thanks again, Peter, for uh, for speaking with me this morning. I work for RFP TV News. Um, I've been working on the story on uh, kind of milk interests and how schools haven't been using um, milk basically at all because they're closed. Um, and then I read a little bit about the letter that um, the NMPF sent to, they sent to Sunny Purdue detailing kind of the, the needs of dairy farmers during the crisis. So I guess this is kind of the angle we wanted to take on the story. Um so if you wanted to kind of elucidate a little bit about that letter first that might be a good place to start.
1: Yeah, well so to say on my
0: position at National Milk we we are the the National
1: Association Commodity Association that represents dairy farmers through their mm-hmm. uh, marketing cooperatives that they own and operate but basically we uh, our interest is to seek policies both with the through the Congress and the administration that, um, that are beneficial for dairy farmers. And um, dairy farmers have had a rough, uh, over the last five years or so, A number of reasons have kept prices and earnings uh, depressed a bit more than normal. And we're starting to see that in terms of greater losses of, uh, of farm numbers. Uh, the end of last year was sort of looked like it was starting to do a turnaround and that this year was gonna be pretty good. But then, you know, this situation came out of nowhere and uh it's kind of put uh, put things back in a in, you know in a very um you know in a much more troubled you know outlook <clears throat> there's no shortage of milk production and i kind of look at it as an economist is what is the net demand effect clearly there's going a lot of dairy products um uh, particularly, things like cheese that are very important in the dairy industry in terms of milk pricing are going to take a you know are, are going to see large drops in terms of food service. Food service industry supplies a substantial proportion of the cheese that Americans consume. In terms of milk, you're right. A lot of uh, milk is consumed through school programs, and that's obviously going to be um, uh, going to be reduced with schools closing for an indeterminate period of time. On the other hand, we're going to, you know, people are going to continue to eat. They're just going to be eating in different ways until, you know, things get back to normal. Uh people are eating a lot more at home, they're doing a lot more takeout, a lot of pickup. So for um for example, let's say with,
0: <clears throat> with cheese,
1: people are buying an awful lot more cheese uh now at retail. Uh, you're often seeing uh, basically cheese cheese sections being a lot barer than usual, the same thing with fluid milk. Um, those school children are now at home, and they're going to, in some cases, continue to consume milk. As you saw in our letter, we are urging, and, I'm, and it's my understanding that a lot of school systems are continuing to supply meals to at least those children that have had uh, cost-assisted meals through the school programs and that each of those meals is going to be required to have a serving of milk with it. So there will continue to be some fluid milk consumption through school children through those school programs, but it's obviously going to be much reduced. On the other hand, uh, children are are at home a lot. Um, One of the major drivers of fluid milk consumption, and fluid milk has been in decline for, for a long time, uh, but but cereal consumption in the home been one of the major uses of milk, and uh, that's obviously picking up while kids are at home. So mm-hmm. the question is, um, you know, in both fluid and cheese and other dairy products, what is the net um, the net change? Because uh, c- consumption in certain channels is going to go up, but in others going down. Prices have definitely been falling, uh, so the net expectations is that there will be a loss of uh, Of consumption on a net basis, our exports are continuing to hold up in some cases, but certain products uh particularly products like milk powders that have been sold to China heavily have been impacted by both you know sort of um, falling off of import demand as well as just the uh, logistical transportation problems of of, of delivering products uh, not only to China through the ports but also inland uh, obviously with china previously being in a, a heavily down mode. Uh, that's been very difficult, although I understand China is starting to loosen some of those restrictions as they are seeing their infections and uh, uh, starting to have their curve flattened. Sorry, I can't give you a lot of numbers, but that's what we're seeing. And let's say my window onto this is following what the futures markets are saying. They They dropped significantly. They took a rebound from last last week but they're starting to head down again and we're probably going to see the worst of it maybe around may
0: okay yeah i heard that spring was a really busy time for the dairy industry and i was just thinking you know kind of moving forward is the situation going to get worse before it gets better my sense is that it's some of the the, the biggest drops of 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 heard
1: already there but there may be sort of a second leg down. It's kind of analogous to the stock markets that everybody's following. I mean they took a, a very deep dive. The last couple of days they've been in recovery mode, but most people are expecting there's gonna there's gonna be another drop there too.
0: Hey, let's talk a little but, bit about support. So um, how would the government be able to support dairy and what would that look like?
1: Well as you you saw in the letter what we're asking
0: and this uh you know
1: one of the things that the government can do is that we've had a safety net program, dairy margin coverage, that basically will um uh, makes payments to dairy farmers when a calculated margin between milk prices and a and an index of seed costs uh drops below certain levels. Dairy farmers have to take an action and sign up for themselves and for any reasonable level of coverage, they actually have to pay premiums. And so we're urging the department to basically reopen sign up for that program um the last 2 years because of changes in the legislation the, the department actually allowed sign up to occur at a time when it was already kind of known what what the what the payments were going to be so we're we're asking basically the department to allow some retroactive sign up for farmers who did not who have not yet enrolled in that program. We've asked the department to make purchases of dairy products to sort of remove some of the, that, that extra product that the shortfall in commercial demand is going to, uh, is going to bring. Uh, make yeah. purchases of those products and distribute them to food assistance centers where we anticipate the demand for food uh, is gonna be um, significantly increased with a lot of people uh, losing their jobs. And dairy products, uh, milk and cheese and other dairy products are always very, very popular with food assistance uh, programs. Uh, we've had those sorts of things before, uh, several instances when milk prices have gotten particularly low. Most recently, the uh, various trade assistance measures that the department has taken, that I'm sure you're familiar with, have, have involved uh, uh, not only direct payments to farmers, including dairy farmers, but they've also included purchases um, of dairy products and distribution to food assistance programs. And so the department has already been in the process of doing that and still are in some cases through the trade mitigation. This would just uh, be a request to continue that um, and maybe to to increase it given the, uh, given the, you know, the the significantly uh, more negative outlook that um, dairy farmers are facing. Uh, I think one of the third things we'd ask for in the letter is is uh, some sort of compensation program for we anticipate there may be disruptions in the in the basically in the marketing channels for milk, um, mm-hmm. including situations in which is plants may be unusually full, and that um, it may be the most efficient thing for farmers just not to be able to to. Um, to to not deliver their milk because it would be sold basically at a loss. And so if milk has to be dumped, uh, which it occasionally is during certain times of the years, that farmers (laughs) would be compensated for that.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't seem when you go to the grocery store that there is a shortage. I mean, the milk aisle is always empty, right? So it wouldn't seem that there's a demand for milk right now. Um, It seems kind of the other way around.
1: Well, again, it comes down to sort of net demand. People – uh, it's, you know, you've been reading widely. People are in a kind of a hoarding mode
0: because they, you know, they're
1: not sure what to expect. And you know, we see this in the Washington D.C. area all the time when there's just a, uh, a forecast of, a, of an unusual snowstorm or even a regular snowstorm. We start seeing a lot of um, um, increased buying. Some would call it panic buying of, uh, of staples. Um, as you well, you know, it's gotten almost a, a name now—the toilet paper effect—because you know, basically the toilet paper aisles of stores <laughs> have been empty for some time now. But uh, um, you'll see canned goods in that category, you'll see eggs um, as, as well as dairy products, and so there is an increase in in basically retail purchasing that um, uh will have sort of two components. Uh, first of all, if people are going to Maybe overreact and overstock, then at some point in the future, they're going to stop. But people again, people are going to continue to eat. And, uh, I expect that, um, even beyond this initial surge of, uh, retail purchases of cheese that have sort of emptied some of the cheese sections in, in supermarkets, we're going to see mm-hmm. continued, uh, uh you know continued uh higher than than usual levels of retail purchases we're already starting to see that in certain in some of the numbers because uh we can track retail purchases in a in you know on fairly almost a retail re, uh, real time basis uh but again that's going to just be counterbalanced by the fact that people are not consuming uh cheese in um in food service you know pizza restaurants um you know, hamburger restaurants and um, Mexican restaurants. I mean, basically, you know, almost every kind of food, fast food, or, and even you know, fine casual uh, dining, um, uses lots and lots of cheese. Some of a little bit less than half of all cheese is consumed in food service in this country. Uh, are people going to? Yes, they're they're cleaning out the supermarkets, but they're they're not coming to the restaurants. So what, what really affects milk prices is the net effect of all of that. You've got to see the, the total picture. And it's it's harder to get real-time uh, measures of what's happening at food service uh, than anecdotally. But but basically, you know, orders for cheese uh, have dropped off considerably for food service while they're increasing for retail. The fact that the shelves are empty indicates that the normal distribution system uh for food to supermarkets is being stressed um you know a supermarket may put in an order for cheese every week uh and that that order will last for the week um but if that order now sells out in 2 days and they put in a request uh to get more within 2 days and not the usual week it you know the, the you know the suppliers may may not have the trucks so the system mm-hmm. is has got some lags in it uh the same thing in the in the fluid milk system uh where a lot of the consumption is is in schools, less so in food service um, restaurants and the like but uh schools and institutions consume a lot of milk and there will be a loss in consumption, and we're seeing that
0: in in the milk price outlook. What do you think will be the effect of the letter, uh, that was sent to Sunny Purdue?
1: The department has been very responsive, uh, in times in the past. We are, um, we are working very, very hard to ensure that the, uh, the funds available to the Department of Agriculture, um uh, that they're aware that, uh, that, that there's a significant need for, um, uh, for assistance in the dairy sector.
0: Well, I really appreciate uh, your time today and, you know, thanks for kind of breaking this down, uh, for our audience. Uh, you know, they really appreciate it as well. Hope it's been helpful.